Tour. Evan, thank you so much for joining me on this fine day. I'm uh, looking forward to talking to you and, uh, and doing this episode with you. Welcome also to our listeners. Um, yeah. Not I think we've just got a really great... Oh, sorry. Not this episode is... is... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> so I just only... wanted to tell you... Okay, Evan, <laughs> please. I told you ahead of time that I had something I wanted you to tell you. You told me you didn't right? have a bit. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I told you I've been working on this bit all day. And, and I, I decided the moment you were like, no, no, you start. I've got a bit. I was like, my bit will be not giving you your moment. <laughs> not giving you the platform for the bit. I've had my bit. What's? Go ahead. Not, now that I've told the audience. <laughs> See, I'm scared to say it now. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've turned up the heat. Not, not only is this a fine day that we're recording on, it's also a summer day. It is. Shoot, is you, your bit's based on something I said, though. That's, a, that's on the fly improv. Oh, man. Yeah, it really is. I, it was a seamless but, segue. Wait, you said you had something ahead of time in this episode. <laughs> Evan, come on. I was going to build off of anything that you said. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that was your bit ahead of time. It was just confidence in your own comedic ability. <laughs> and I'll say, it, uh, it showed me up. Yours was better. So... During the summer, there's nothing that I personally like more than swinging mm. in the backyard. Shoot, now you're giving us visuals. You're, like, painting a picture for us. There, yeah, ideally, it's a sort of situation where I'm swinging in the backyard, uh, you pull up in your fast car, and you whistle my name. Oh, uh, and it's like you. It's like you're talking to me, but maybe also to the viewer. Now you've placed them. They've got a uh, a vehicle in the story. Uh, we're, a seat. It's, it's hot. You know, the sun's mm. beating down. Maybe one of us, we open up a beer. Oh. And then you say to me, get over here. And play a video game. Heck yes. Summer video games. You know, summer video games are a thing. I'd say more so than winter video games, which you'd think would be more... I guess because it's a given that you'll play video games in the winter. In the summer, you remember the time that you neglected to be outdoors. You, you don't know that Lana Del Rey song, do you? No, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> were you referencing a song? Yeah. Ooh. Some, okay, some of our listeners will get it. Some of our listeners will get it. Hang on, and I will maybe go back and edit in some laughter from my own part <laughs> to, uh, to, to give our listeners uh, a voice on the podcast since they found it funny, I'm sure. But we are here today. Hang on, who are we? Who, who are who are we? we? Okay, we, we, I, I, me, I'm, I, I have on my arm a tattoo that says Luke and an arrow pointing to you and past no, that who, arrow says Evan. Who, who put these tattoos on you? I don't know. My, my other arm has a lot of information about the man who killed my wife, so I guess I'm married, or I was. But that's not really germane to this, because my, my, it's the arm with the arrow has a lot of information about the podcast on it. Um, along with the... Well, here, let me hold it up to you, because it's backwards to me. Can well, you read you know, that? Here's the, th- here's the thing. <laughs> you, you told me before that Memento was one of your favorite movies, and I've still You've never still seen it. You've still not seen it? Oh, gosh. You didn't watch that Brooklyn Nine-Nine Cold Open I told you to you watch. You just told... You didn't even link me to that. <laughs> Just find it yourself. Every year I send you a, a signed DVD copy of Memento. Signed, by the way, by Guy Pierce and Christopher Nolan. You know and what? And Jonathan I, Nolan. I choose to treat them as uh, symbols of our friendship, something that I can think back on. <laughs> Mementos, if you will. I see now how I gave you the out because it says right on it that it's a memento. You know, uh, uh, a man, you know, th- those guys, they, they don't have very good uh personal hygiene so they sort of let the Mm. their beards grow into their neck Mm. okay and they tend to wear like fedoras or or trilbies you know they're they're that there's various terms perhaps for what you're describing um you know what they would say about uh the the, that one candy what is it the fresh maker mementos um mementos (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mementos <laughs> <laughs> that was really good I got it right before you dropped it and I made the connection I was like oh milady it's gonna be a milady I think oh, it's gotta no. be that oh oh sir sir oh you are a gentleman and a nice guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you are a nice guy so and a So you're Luke, I'm Evan. We're two we... best friends. Here, yes, read the tattoo. 
<laughs> okay, let me, yeah. just, let me lean into Look at the webcam. Uh, mm-hmm. We're two best friends talking about our favorite middling kids. Middling kids? I don't know. Hang on, let me let me wipe this off. I think that's a little chocolate I just ate. Oh, meddling. Okay, meddling yeah. kids and their dumb dog, too. And uh, hang on, it says Luke say this part. That dumb dog is Scooby-Doo. Um, I guess we're here to talk about Scooby-Doo stuff, but Evan, you've kind of got me interested in talking about video games. I feel like we should talk about video games this episode. Okay, maybe. We- <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like whatever I asked, you were ready to say okay to, and I really missed my chance. <laughs> this is like the genie who pops out of nowhere and just like grants you something right after you say I wish. Um, well, let's talk about Scooby-Doo video games or what we'd like to play as a Scooby-Doo video game. Let's just make something up. What we'd like to see in a Scooby-Doo video game. This episode yeah. is not a recap. We're not reviewing any Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. uh, merchandise Mm-mm. or uh, or television or movies. We're just going to talk about video games and Scooby-Doo and I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I'm sure you're also really looking forward to it. I'll, uh, let's go to the episode. Um, Evan, you mentioned you had a bit that you wanted to end this intro with. I'll, I'll hand it to you now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady. Mm, this show is for ladies, too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I realized that if my computer restarts, no, it'll warn me and then I can save the file. So no, it doesn't matter. I, it's not, is this you're leading us not, into the episode? Re- no, 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 because no, 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 I'm fine no. with that. Okay. No, no, I, dude, let's keep this in because you know what? Listeners, Evan's computer could restart at any given moment. Let's get some tension in this episode right from the start. Like a video game, you got to introduce some stakes. Okay. Video games also say that you should save often, which is why I was thinking yeah. like maybe I should, but no, no, no. Oh, save. Okay. No, okay. So, hang on. Let's pause and save. Do pause and save. No, no, no. Pause I'm not going to do that. Pause and okay. save. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because I was saying I was saying that my computer will warn me when it's about to restart, and that's when I'll stop my recording and save it. Okay. As we are a Scooby-Doo podcast. We said that uh, before the cut. I'm saying it again. Mm. As such, we have a surprisingly large number of peers. You mean other Scooby-Doo podcasts? That's correct. Uh, there are quite a few out there. There are more, it seems, every, I'd say, nine months. The, the world births these <laughs> Scooby-Doo podcasts, and yeah, I happened onto that period of time, but here we are. The comparison is obvious because everyone in the Scooby-Doo podcasting industry, this is a little bit of inside baseball, knows that we operate in trimesters. That's kind of our fiscal... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of other Scooby-Doo podcasts out there. And, and the reason I mentioned that is because I sort of want to point over to our distinguished competition... Uh, that would be Scooby-Doo's... Scooby-Doo's and Scooby-Don'ts. Scooby-Doo's and Scooby-Don'ts. I think is the competition we're struggling to distinguish now from a myriad of Scooby-Doo puns. Uh, Billy and Amelia, hosted by two fellow Torontonians, mm. which I think is very cool. Um, what they've been doing recently is they've been doing a lot of reviews of Scooby-Doo video games. And I think we're going to do them one better. <laughs> we're <laughs> We're going to come to this conversation having done no research. I, I have played some Scooby-Doo video games, but I'm not here to talk about them. I haven't revisited them at all. I've talked in other episodes about them more than I'm even going to talk about them in this one. So we've decided to talk about games that they can't review because these games don't exist. Okay, you know what? I just said to, to, for my computer to wait another hour, so we're good again. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to cut yeah. just that bit, though, because I don't want our listeners to think that the tension is, has oh, left. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> um, so they are, are distinguished, not rivals, but co-podcasters um, are reviewing Scooby-Doo video games. But again, like you said, that's not what we're here to do today. We're here to do something that's kind of more like what we did in college a couple of times. Spitball. I, my mouth is so dry, so this might be actually very difficult. And also... You don't know this because you don't live in Toronto. There's been a sort of a ban or sorry, let me use a charged political term, a war on plastic straws. Oh, I have heard about this. Uh, So spitballing for me is going to be very difficult. Well, that's okay. We can, uh, I'll, I'll spit. I know I'm spitballing for two. Maybe instead of spitballing, you can brainstorm. I immediately (laughs) just went to that scene in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. (laughs) My favorite George Lopez uh, project. 
George Lopez somewhere, his ears pricked up, and he just don't don't call it that. I call it a George Lopez vehicle. I call it a Twilight prequel. I'd call it a tangent. What I call our episode right now is an episode about what we'd like to see in a Scooby-Doo video game. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. And um, I actually have an idea that I want to present after I Google it to check. I'm typing with one hand. I don't have a lot of experience with this. You you also don't have to. Your other hand is just there by your side taking a break. Just holding your chin. Yeah. Uh, What were you Googling? So we're talking about what, like, Scooby-Doo video games that don't exist yet. So here's what I want to present as a possibility. Um, have you heard of a game called Dead by Daylight? I have heard of that, though I haven't played it. Isn't that a multiplayer game where friends are trying to kill each other uh, in a limited foresty arena? Ish. I, there's a lot of lore, and I've done way too much reading into it. Wow. And the story is not really progressing, but there's a lot of it. Um, basically, uh, this is hell, I guess, or like... Um, uh purgatory but it's more hell because people keep dying Mm -hmm. um and these people who i guess they're dead or or in this like terror dimension have to escape from a monster they have to turn on these generators which opens a gate or a door and then they run through Mm -hmm. it and then if they do that they win if the monster kills them all the monster wins uh so it's Google is or is calling it or or this Google search is saying that it is and I quote an asymmetrical multiplayer horror game. So one player is the monster, four players are everyone else. That I think could fit Scooby Doo. Okay, I thought you were just working towards uh, uh, Dead by Doolight. So I'm <laughs> glad that that wasn't that wasn't. It doesn't seem like even a, a waypoint on the way to the destination. But uh, you're an asymmetrical fighting game. Here's here's the thing where one oh where one person is the villain. For some reason, I thought you meant one person was Scooby Doo and the rest of the gang was against them. Obviously, the monster would not be able to kill the members of Mystery Incorporated. Mm. But I think it works where the monster just captures them. You know, and like maybe lock like when Fred was locked in the uh, the locker mm-hmm. in um, Bedlam in the Big Top. So. In this game, and I know what you mean, and the Bedlam in the Big Top is the perfect episode to do because Circus is such a good setting. Uh, there, it's There's so much you could do with that in a game, designing it. Uh, so the monster is chasing everybody, and when he catches one of them, that's when they're out of play. Uh, yes, and, and then similar to Dead by Daylight, the rest of the gang would be able to free uh, their compatriots. Mm, man, you've done... Uh, did you think about this ahead of time? This is so good. I'm literally not prepared for this at all. It just came to mind. This is uh, so good, dude, because uh, it's a great way of having... Con- what I was thinking, the only thing I thought about before we recorded this episode earlier today was I don't want it to be violent. And, like, the easy way to go with this is, like, oh, you're the different Scooby characters and you're fighting each other or whatever. Like, that would be a really basic video game because that's so many video games are about fighting. But Scooby-Doo is not about fighting. It's about this villain and catching him and avoiding him. And this plays into that really well. Yeah, exactly. So, and you can, there's such a great way to add extra content to that too. We've just released another villain. We've just released another setting. Right. So the, so the circus setting would be the, the ghost clown, right? That's one map. Yeah. With one villain. Jeepers. It's the, like the creeper. The thing about that is that's a huge, they go everywhere. There's an actual like car horse chase. It's some of them are really not so great. Like the one that happened in Canada was not a great episode for it. But, like, the one that happened in San Francisco could be a great one for it. Real sense of setting. Uh, not, is it A Night of Fright is No Delight? Is that the one that happened all in one night in the house? Yeah. The Southern General, the Southern Gentleman? <laughs> a Night of Fright is No Delight. I'm pretty sure that was the one, yeah. And that's, Yes, that uh, is the one. Mm-hmm. I think one of the strong... That'd be very good, I think. That'd be very, very good. Um, I think uh, Make a Beeline Away from That Feline could also be very good. So, for the monster to win, the monster just needs to capture all four members of mystery incorporated or i guess five if we want scoob or scooby and shaggy could be i don't know we'll break that down later Mm. for mystery incorporated to win they need to construct a rube goldberg-esque trap and then lure the monster into it ah construct it piece by piece i love that and there's so much so much room to give the characters different abilities there that match their characters i feel like scooby and shaggy together can pull a scooby dupe 
Um, I, yes, in so in Dead by Daylight, all of the survivors, I think they're called, mm-hmm. do have special like um, abilities or talents. Like maybe one runs, one can vault, vault through windows or over windowsills faster. Someone mm-hmm. can set up barricades faster. But in this case, I, I do love the idea that Scooby and Shaggy specifically, yeah, can dupe the monster in a Scooby dupe, which yeah. Which is uh, a scenario in which the uh, the our protagonists, typically Scooby and Shaggy, occasionally other people, uh, create a social uh, create a scenario in which the social pressures are so great that the monster must comply. The classic example, of course, being I'll return to it. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy pretend to be waiters at a fancy restaurant and serve the villain, who must ask act germane in response. You can only do that when you're served. I really think you have to choose something else. Here's something that I would recommend for mm. um for the gameplay and uh, maybe this is getting more into like the nu- the nuances of the mechanics scooby and shaggy can mm. only enact the dupe in certain places i think they can only do it in certain places and they can only do it together and they're separate characters or, or maybe so i think that should be they collect items maybe they have they're like oh uh scooby and shaggy have acquired like um southern gothic outfits Oh, uh, you need something to pull the dupe. And it should be a different dupe on each map. I mean, this is going to be very gameplay map-connected kind of stuff. Because so much of the stuff is prop and scene-heavy. So here's here's the thing. There's the mm. Rube Goldberg... This is more... I mean, you said no violence, and I agree. I don't think violence belongs in the franchise. I don't believe it belongs in a Scooby-Doo video game. So my question would be how the solving the mystery would play into this because i think that that is a lot of balls to juggle where on one hand you're trying to oh or can they not create the trap until they've collected all the clues this changes the game a lot I, my first thought of this was where's the mystery but you can't have a mis- mystery and action are going to be in conflict at a certain point i think the simplest iteration of scooby that um on in a video game that preserves the mystery would be like a telltale scooby game and we don't even have to describe what that would look like to each other. Not like uh, not like Rockstar's L.A. Noir. No. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want you don't want Scooby and Shag like Mystery Inc. to be interviewing someone and have the person be like, I want Scooby Noir the VR case files. That is all I want now. You've got Telltale is too boring. I didn't really want to explore it. Telltale does I'd say really standard but really well done branching narrative. Uh, basic adventure games with a lot of different properties but i think an la noir scooby-doo would be amazing let's can we return to that in a second but what's your thought with tying the mystery into this action game because i I don't really see the opportunity oh you mean like they're wandering around the map trying to pick up clues yeah i would say i would say that maybe on a given map there are three maybe four but like three clues that they need to find once those clues are found then they can trap the monster I think it's... And I think mm, that forces them to... Yeah, that forces them to split up and go all around the map to to find these items. That, like, I think I think people need... Like, the players need to be given the motivation to split up and look for clues, as Fred would say. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's it, it runs the risk of just being an extra fetch thing in addition to the trap. I think it's tough to do, make it a time-oriented action game and give a chance to explore the mystery. Well, I don't think it's time-oriented. No? Because I'm wondering how much you can slow it down to have people actually actually investigate the mystery. Well, I don't think they need to investigate the mystery. I think they just need to find the clues. I don't know. I think it's mystery in name only, bud. I don't think you respect the mystery with this. Just throwing a couple of clues out there, have them pick it up. They don't even have to think about it. We don't have our blue, our door of the explorer blues clues moment. Dude, that's I'm pretty much how like. Have you ever played a CSI video game? No, I haven't. You just find the evidence. All you have to do is find the evidence. You don't need to piece it together because that would be like way too much work. I, I don't think I'm being um, peevish when I say I hold Scooby Doo to a higher standard than CSI. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But I want to. Uh, Let I me think ask that, you this. Is there a Scooby-Doo uh, Miami? Is there a Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo New York? Ooh, I want there to be. I want there to be three. <laughs> I want the next show of Scooby-Doo to be three different shows. Scooby-Doo New York, Scooby-Doo Miami, and Scooby-Doo Las Vegas. Can you imagine if Scooby-Doo was the kind of franchise where 
like maybe Shaggy goes to join a different like teen group or something, and like Ooh. Velma goes to a different one, and that's that's the buy-in to this other Scooby Doo. We're now in the uh, Berlanti verse. We've transitioned to talking about <laughs> <laughs> the Berlanti verse, the Greg Berlanti verse in superhero TV shows. But in terms of video games, I do think that's that's as much as you can do with a mystery in that format. Um, and I guess what I want is really just a different kind of game with like Telltale, where you're actually exploring. La Noire is a much better example of like you're actually the gang going around and investigating these mysteries and talking to all these tertiary characters. So I think I, I say that we dub this what you you said it very mm-hmm. well. Dead by or Dead by Doolight. Dead by Doolight. Yeah. Um, and I will say right now, it's not just because I came up with the idea. I think this sounds like a very fun game that I would play. I think it sounds like a very fun game. I've had to hold myself back from really getting into the nitty-gritty of the mechanics. Like, I want to start listing abilities, changing how people play off of their abilities. Can the monster catch multiple people at once? Like, what's that? How do you keep people from grouping up? What's the most effective strategy? There's so many questions that we can't explore. I think the monster needs to be able to capture multiple people at once, because otherwise, the group stays together at all times. Yeah. I don't know. You've got to set up the cage somewhere really well, so the mon- so there's incentive for the monster not just to guard the cage. I I, I would say that on on multiple ma- on each well, map no. there are multiple different traps. Like I'm getting, we're getting <laughs> yeah. right because mm-hmm. otherwise anyone who's played this game before has been like, well, I'm the creeper, and I don't want to like s- s- skulk. I don't want to skulk over to this area because I know that I'll be like catapulted into like this and this. Hmm. I, yeah, I think a degree of randomization is needed. You know what else? Secret passages that are only accessible to the oh. villain. Oh, now. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Secret and like, passages that change every time, but the villain knows where they are. Secret passages where you're walking behind hallways and stuff, and you can look mm. through, through portraits. Through the portraits, dude. It just clicked. This game just clicked. We can sell this now. This episode is no longer getting released to the public. You know what? <laughs> it is, but I'm bleeping everything except Dead by Doolight. I just want to whet their appetites with it. <laughs> that is really good, dude. Um, so that's Dead by Doolight. Do we have a name for L.A. Noir, even if uh, we don't explore it too much further? Um, well, here's... Coolsville Noir? I guess my question is, because... Because... Eleanor, you are one guy, and at some points you are like shooting people. It's not mm. just. I mean, I think the internet sort of remembers Eleanor as being like wacky interrogations, fun, bad faces. Um, but it was a very single player. But game. The, yeah, but there was more to it than that, and I think a big part of yeah. Scooby Doo is, uh, the, the is the aspect that they're a team. True, and that's gonna be a single player game, no matter how you slice it. Unless you have, like, the whole gang come along, but then you've got a whole gang to, like, juggle in this same, like, dialogue tree, it's it kind of gets messy unless you've got a really good mechanic to let it focus on each individual one as a one player. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that for sure. Oh, wow. Okay, so so who's doing the interrogations? Is it Fred or is it Velma? I almost want to say you can have, you can choose who does the interrogation. Like, you can choose who plays the thing as you like it. And there's different advantages to it, maybe? If this is the sort of thing where there are different, effectively different game modes. Because if you think about L.A. Noir, mm. one mode, as it were, is the interrogations and, and the conversations. And one mode is the actual walking around and shooting people. So in this, one would be, right, the, the talking to people and trying to find the clues and the holes in their arguments. Like a... Uh, Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright. I, yes. What's, I don't know what it's called. Um, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. And okay, so Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney is exactly right. Sorry. Finish your thought because I want to talk. Um, <laughs> so maybe one mode would be you're Scooby and Shaggy and you're running away from the monster, mm. and that's just like that's what that part of the game mm. is. I I could see that. I mean, like if, if we're going the L.A. Noir, we've got the driving around, we've got the walking around. We're kind of we're put in their shoes for scenes that don't necessarily serve the interview. Um, but I I think the part that really drives it is, or would drive using the whole gang would be um, different advantages to employing different people in an interview or to drive the car um, at one time or another. 
Is it weird that it's hard to imagine Fred running away from the ghost, even though he obviously runs away from the ghost in like every episode of Scooby-Doo? I feel like he just runs along with everybody else. Like he just doesn't want to get left behind. Yeah, like he's just he's like, running with guys. Them. I could beat up the ghost if I just stick around, but okay, we're going this way. All right. Because I can't imagine. I can't imagine just Fred solo, just Fred running away from a ghost. You're right. It doesn't. Oh, I could see it, but it doesn't make sense. Like you just kind of tune it out because it's it doesn't work with this character. Here's. I, I want to return to your point. I think mini games is the thing that makes L.A. Noir work. L.A. Noir Scooby Doo work. Coolsville Noir is my placeholder name. Oh, okay. Why we should have we should have thought about that at I, the beginning. I said it earlier, but we missed it. That's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I think mini games like that, like Scooby Scooby and Shaggy are chasing someone, or they're getting chased by the villain, or you know, I think a big part of walking around is investigating for clues, and maybe that part's done by. Or you know what? You split up and look at different areas. I think that's just part of it. I think hmm. I think that for this particular type of game, this like uh, Coolsville Noir style game, you just have to jump around from character to character, um, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine. I think there's a story that pulls us through it that involves the character. It's like an episode of Be Cool Scooby Doo. They're all still interacting with each other throughout this. So we're thirty-ish minutes in. I sort of want to pivot away from this because we've been sort of thinking about. Um, a-list like triple a like very expensive studio type Mm. titles like major game studios would need to develop these games that we're talking about dead by daylight i thought could have been a relatively smaller title wasn't that an indie one originally uh dead by daylight uh by created by behavior interactive and starbreeze studios uh it says here i mean they're not one of the bigger ones to be sure but it's so common now that if an indie game uh has good promise even an alpha it'll get bought out by a big studio that that is not uncommon for sure like that's just now it happened with uh, we happy few which i'm really excited to play really soon oh right Um. so so let's let's think smaller Mm. um and and i have a little bit of an advantage because i've been thinking about this but think let's let's brainstorm or each brainstorm indie a mobile game mobile because i love indie and i love mobile some people think um that the number of gamers is higher now than it's ever been, not because more people have systems, but because people are playing video games on their phones, and they're still games. Like, let's be real. If you play a lot of games on your phone, that makes you a gamer of a certain kind. You can own that moniker if you want to. There's a whole range of stuff that's very artistic and very niche, and stuff that has a lot of depth to it, and just stuff that's been ported to phone, like Baldur's Gate and whatnot. Um... So, and I, I want to say, I love mobile games. It's something I've tried to get into. As a platform, I've struggled with it. But it is a, a system. So what would we want a mobile Scooby-Doo game to be? So my question to you would be, do you want to go first, because I went first last time, or do you want me to go first again, because I have something prepared already? Because you have something prepared, I want you to go first. Okay, so I used to play a lot of educational games, like um, Jumpstart. You know, like Jumpstart 3rd grade, Jumpstart 5th grade, Jumpstart 2nd grade, Jumpstart 6th grade. Uh, Revenge of Mothra was one of my favorites I played a million times. And the one in the Pyramids was a really good one. Was that not Jumpstart? That might be like 3rd grade Adventures or something like that. Different games. Okay, the same vein. Trust me, they're in the same vein. You might be thinking like, shoot, what was it called? Math Blaster? (laughs) No, Math Blaster is a different game that I've also played. Like... These are the first video games we ever played, yeah. But sorry, what's your point? Uh, sorry, you were saying. So, um, basically, these these educational games, and I believe this one was like Jumpstart first grade. Um, mm-hmm. Are they're just Go a collection back. of mini games? Yeah, especially with a first grade. Of mini games based around learning. Um, <laughs> so first grade, this killed me. But you basically just go around, and there's no actual progression. Like in third grade, um. There's Botley, who's like a robot, and um, Polly is has uh, used a time machine to send all of these robots back in time to change historical events, and you basically need to like get them all back, but you need to progress through games to to get them. So there's like a a definite sense of like of of a, getting uh, better, improving, th- or like there's a story with it. But, or, or you mean progression with difficulty, almost like a video game, but here the goal is to teach you something. Correct. Well, that is the goal. So a progression of, most of difficulty and a progression of narrative as well. In first grade, yeah. it's literally just going around playing games. And I was a kid, and I was definitely not in first grade anymore, but I was obsessed with the idea that if you 
clicked a certain number of items in the right order, you would be able to hop on a ship that's near the beach area because you can drive a bus. You can drive a bus to different like field trip locations that you would be able to get mm. on that ship and the ship would take you to another secret location with new games that you've never played before. What did you think when you found out that that's possible? Because I do remember this game now, and man, that other location was dope. Okay, it's not possible. So nice. You're making it up. I'm actually angry. It's awesome, man. I can't believe you... Ugh. Luke, you have the no idea was... how many hours I sank into trying to find... And, like, Google... Like, Googling things wasn't really, like, a thing, so I never yeah. thought to. As soon as this recording was done. <laughs> Dude, the trick was you had to pause a little bit between each click. Most people, and I, I read about it on AOL forums back in the day, uh, they would just keep clicking really hard and fast because they wanted to do it so quick. Another very quick segue. Do you ever play Spy Fox? Uh, yeah, I have. Man, this is, like, the deepest recesses of my nostalgia. Uh, so, Spy Fox Dry Cereal... At the end, you have to go catch Billy the Kid, who's an evil goat who has turned all of the world's da- uh, dairy into, like, he's stolen it all. So everyone has to use goat cheat mm. milk, which is, I guess, gross. I don't know. I've never tried it. And so you're chasing him on a truck, and he's in a Zeppelin. And, and there's, like, the highway, like, ends. So you just screech to a, a halt. And you thought you were maybe supposed to get on the Zeppelin? Well, here's the thing. And then, and so, like, we played this game a lot, and then he got away. And then, there's, st- here's the thing the game still ends. A cutscene plays or whatever, and it's just like, you save the cows, but Billy the Kid has escaped. Oh, well. And I was like, okay, what the heck, dude? And then, my friend's older cousin clicked on a ramp, and then your vehicle careens up the ramp, and you're able to then get onto the Zeppelin. Yeah, man, I was going to say, I'm looking at interior Zeppelin pictures right now. But it's I as just clear think, like, as an Airbnb. Look as a child, I just had no idea that, like, I just thought that that was the end of the game. And so I played it over and over, only to have the game end then and there and being yeah, like, all right, well, really... this kind of sucks, <laughs> but whatever. Oh, man. It'd be so unsatisfying every time. But I have to say, one of my, my, like, early gaming experience as a kid was playing games that were way too hard that I could never beat. Like, both Day of the Tentacle and... Uh, Right, is uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Lost City of Atlantis, or whatever. I never even got halfway through. Because walkthroughs didn't exist back then. We just couldn't get them. Well, they did, but they were, like, physical items. Yeah. We didn't have access to them. Wait, so what was your point? Do you want a point-and-click Scooby-Doo adventure game? Oh, no, mobile. You know, point-and-click exists on mobile. Samuro's 3 is on there. This is... This is a mini game that was on first grade. Hmm. I went on a whole bunch of tangents. I don't regret it because I really want to play those games now. Um, in first grade, and, and obviously there are hmm. other mobile games already similar to this, but it's a game where Scooby and Shaggy want certain kinds of sandwiches, hmm. and you need to build them quickly within a certain amount of time, and then they eat them, and that's the entire game. Okay. That's it. And I think I think simple. You just, you know, you, pu- you pop up the art... And then um, maybe it, it's more than just, like, stacking things. Maybe you have to, like, toast the bread. Um, so that adds a time component. So mm. maybe Sco- uh, Scooby wants, like, rail run. He wants, like, his bun, like, very toasted. So you have to leave it there for a little bit longer while you put the rest of the ingredients together. So it's like Diner Dash, but they're the only customers. They're the only customers. That's it. It's, it's Diner Dash for just sandwiches. This game is almost perfect, but every now and again you have to get like a glass of water for Fred or like a <laughs> just like a piece of toast for Velma. Uh, Dagwood Dash. That's what it's called. Dagwood Dash. Dagwood Dash. Ooh. It's good, man. It's good and I think it succeeds because it has a narrow enough focus that it could succeed on mobile. So my my mobile game, I haven't had much time to think about it, but I do think I have something is going to be just a vehicle for microtransactions. The (laughs) cover of it is going to be Shaggy screaming with a frothing mouth. His teeth are showing. He's just making a "Ah!" face (laughs) as an icon. That's going to be him. 
Um, it's gonna just be like a slot machine on steroids. Just it ding. You don't even know what you're clicking. There's a ship in the distance, and you think it'll take you where you want to go. And so everything you click like dings and gives you a coin, and you're like, oh, coins. What do I need? And but you spend coins to get diamonds, and it, and you can't get enough coins to buy a diamond naturally. So you have to spend more money on it. And what do you use the diamonds um, for? All towards getting on that ship. Oh, to get onto the ship. To get onto the ship. There's like a, a sign on the ship that says like um, one thousand eight diamonds. Um, to get on the ship and it takes you like it takes you years to get up to eight diamonds but when you do the sign falls over and it says infinity diamonds to get on the ship <laughs> how, is, how is the game <laughs> <Yeah. later. laughs> wait say what you've made a mockery of this problem <laughs> i have i i didn't take that seriously i'm sorry you know the game that i'm gonna use to launch into my idea is called vignettes and it's my favorite mobile game i've ever played um and it's very simple. It's just it shows you these very pleasingly simply colored 3D models of objects. And it's like, say it's a drum. You turn the object, you click, you drag to turn the object until it looks like something else. And then when you turn it a little bit more, it becomes that other thing. So like you turn it until it's just a circle and then you turn it a little bit more and it's a pot and you turn that pot and it can become a hat. And it's just exploring the different things that things can become. And the sound design and visual design on that game was something else. I want a game like that that's like, help Scooby find his blah, blah, blah. Or like, where's the... It just goes through Scooby, like, props and suit and items in Scooby settings. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, a very aesthetic, simple game. Because all I can picture is just wanting to, like, turn over a Dagwood sandwich in my hands. And, like, click on it and open it up. And that's the thing is, like, in this game, you could, like, when you tapped on things, they could interact. And there were some puzzles and a few secrets. But they're woven in there to what's mostly an aesthetic experience. You could take apart a Dagwood sandwich and kind of explore the idea of a character through these objects. Okay. I feel All like right. I, whew, gosh, you're right at the end there. <laughs> explore the idea of the characters through the objects. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I feel like I was pitching to a group, a board of investors there. So here's... Here's where I want to do another segue. Um, and and this might be where we lose a couple of listeners, but Oh oh dude, I think I, I think I know what you I know what you want to say, which is let's vault into a talk about just Scooby Re Overwatch. But that blimp has left the hangar. There was an opportunity to click the ramp and we could have gone right up into that conversation, but instead, that's been a great episode. We hope you'll stick around with us for the outro. No, no, I, I think that's good. Maybe cut this part, but maybe we do, like, a, let's do a jam sesh. Overwatch jam sesh? Let's do yeah. it. Uh, if you were hoping to hear us talk about Overwatch, which we are always happy to talk about, uh, re-Scooby-Doo, subscribe to us on Patreon. We'll tell you how to do it in the outro. Anything else for this episode, Evan? I, maybe we do another jam session on this. Uh, uh, and how, how would, what would a Scooby-Doo dating sim look like? Okay, you know what? Last thing for the episode. <laughs> Listeners, you get a little freebie. You know, to the people who tuned out before our outro, F them. This is for you guys who are going to stick around. You have to stick around for the outro now. A Scooby Dating sims have become so ubiquitous on Steam and the like um, that we kind of have to talk about it. It'd be like not talking about a 2D roguelite pixel platformer. Ooh, I do love 2D platformers. I do too. I love pixel art. A dating sim, who are you in this dating That's sim? That's the question. Are you a new kid in Coolsville? That's the question. Who are you, and are you trying to woo people? Or are you are you a new kid at Coolsville, and are you trying to make a best friend? That is the question of who are you. I think the new kid feels weird. I don't really like that. I want you to have a character. Okay. You can make your own character, but it's going to be a, a member of the Coolsville community. You don't like it that there's a, like a character creator where you can like maybe set like like your height and like your muscle mass and maybe like the length of your penis. <laughs> um, no, I don't like that specific thing that you just said. That's a no, buddy. <laughs> no, I think you have, you like, you've got like a limited number of pre-designed characters to choose from because I want there to be meaningful options and you can play as any member of the central gang. And if you're Scooby, you're just wingmanning because as any character, you can wingman. Here's my new idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This might be very bad. You play as you play as a blank slate character. Your name is Tabula Ross A. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Um, <laughs> and you have to woo 
the monsters. So it's a monster dating simulator. Huh. Can you imagine you have to date, um, so you're like in a cave with like minor 49er or like you're in a, like an underground, like sorry, not underground, like an underwater sunken ship restaurant with like the, I can't Mm. remember the glowing deep sea diver ghost. We haven't done that episode yet. Here's, I want to push it a little, I, I want to, I think I feel centered a little more. I want it to be a dating sim. Stay with me, buddy. Stay with me. Okay. That is only the Scooby Doop, in which Scooby and Shaggy are duping the villain by dating him. <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of villains. They're going around. It's just a world of so Scooby they're, duping they're... villains via dating. And maybe there's a plot device that like drives that, like, oh, all the villains have had like Cupid's arrow, whatever. Sorry, yeah. This, uh, this sounds more like Catfish the Game. <laughs> yeah, it is Catfish the Game. Uh, Scrapfish the game? No. You know what? I actually think that really, really works. I just, I love the idea. I want it to, I want us to be Scooby Shaggy or maybe another member. You can choose what member of the gang you want to be going through the world seducing these monsters. And it kind of, I think it, you have the cover of you're not really dating them. Like you're faking it. But you learn to love them as well. That's the hidden punch that the episode, that the game has. I like the idea that there's like a secret, there's a secret like, a secret ending? Win. An Easter egg uh, ending? Yeah. But, I mean, win condition. That there's a secret win condition where if you woo the right monster, they take off their mask and it's like a cute boy or girl or whatever. And, um. Oh, wow. They were never. And that's the what the. They that's what that was. I like it. for you. I think there's so many great win conditions. And I think the thing is, like, whoever you date the most is the person you unmask. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's that's the typical win You're sort condition. of juggling all of these balls. Yeah. I love the idea of a Scooby-Doo dating sim. It doesn't even have to be good or what we described, and I play it. And you know what? You know who's not going to review a Scooby-Doo dating sim? Who? Billy and Amanda. Amelia. Yeah. That's why. I, Is know, Billy I, and Amanda not like the full, well, not the full names. I guess it would be William and Amanda, the protagonists from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I suppose it would be. I'm not, I don't want to keep this in because I don't want to have me getting their name wrong. <laughs> Her name wrong. I feel bad about that. What is the most ignominious way that a game informs you that you've died? It's not. I think one of the most infamous ones is um, GTA. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, GTA. Where GTA is way bigger wasted, right now. Wasted. Right. Wasted. Well, first, can you give our listeners a definition of ignominious? Because I think some of them don't understand what it means. We all we all know. Yeah, it. but give it to them anyways. Like so, just so I, they. No, I. Like, I'm not gonna. Before I give my idea of an ignominious <laughs> video game <laughs> death just, thing. I, I just don't want to talk down to them, so I'm I I'm not gonna define. Are you gonna make me do the talking down to them and define it for them? Yes. Fine. But can you spell it for them at least so that they can? I G N O M I N O U S. Well, listeners, I can tell you it's an adjective. It means deserving or causing public disgrace or shame. So what's the most shaming ending? And obviously, Evan, I knew. Yeah, we knew what it meant. We knew what it meant. That's why I said it. We can say we. There's two two here. Two people knew it. We knew what it meant. (laughs) We knew what it I knew meant. what it meant. You're right. It might sound like a we that includes the listeners, and they didn't know. But listeners um, who don't have the benefit of a college degree in English and writing like I have, the most ignominious one, I think, I guess it's not ignominious, but I wanted to say the Metal Gear Solid ending of Snake! Snake! <laughs> that's almost like, that's empathetic for you. It doesn't. It's not shaming you for losing. I think Dark Souls is the ultimate one of you died, as if it can't even be bothered to give you any sympathy for it. Yeah. It just drives it in. Puts it out like a cigarette on you. There, I mean, there are so many. Like, one would be um, in Duck Hunt, when you miss the ducks. <laughs> I mean, the Overwatch defeat, defeat is a little disheartening until you're used to it. It's my desktop background, so I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever heard of, you know, VR games? I've heard of VR games. Obviously, yeah. one of the most popular genres is horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's this one VR game where like you're a little boy and like you're playing Duck Hunt, 
Um, okay. But if you shoot the dog, then the dog comes to kill you. Oh, dang. That's the VR game, and it's terrifying. <laughs> I love that's the state that VR is at. It's like there's one gimmick and we're not going to flesh like we're not going to make a whole game around it. This isn't going to be Shovel Knight. We're just going to deliver that one gimmick with this one VR experience. Thank you for your $20. It's honestly, I was watching it. I was it was incredible because wow. like then you step away from the game. You know what I mean? Mm. Then you're like and then you you look and like the door like swings open and like the wind, you know, it's it's like dark outside you're and you're a little yeah. boy. It's yeah, uh-huh. very scary. You know, I can't believe I didn't talk about Five Nights at Freddy Jones's during the episode. Oh, my. Oh. Because that, I don't know. I want to, like, it would take a lot to break down what that mechanic would be. But the name alone. Isn't Five Nights at Freddy's you're just in a room checking cameras and slamming doors? Yeah. And trying to, like, you're operating a facility from the control room and you're checking cameras. But it's scary because you never know when a camera will have someone, like, looking at it. Uh, But I've never actually played it. I just know it was popular for a time. Um... Those are all ignominious. I don't even know how that game ends when you die. The thing that throws me most about Five Nights at Freddy's, one last thing is, mm. I'll go to Walmart, and in the book section, there will be Five Nights at Freddy's novels. Wow. You know what I couldn't believe? I went to Target the other day, and there was a Hello Neighbor plushie. Do you know Hello Neighbor? It was like an indie game that never was, never got good, like never got out of alpha, or again, maybe it has by now. But, like, a game that was so small it should never have gotten a plushie. But I think these small games are getting monetized at a rate they never have been before. Like Five Nights at Freddy's. Huh. They're getting merch. So, my question would be... Is is having to listen to minutes upon minutes of us not getting to the end of our outro the ignominious <laughs> ending for podcast listeners everywhere like people who already were like oh we're gonna cut to outro and then we stay on longer and then we're like all right now it's time for the outro and then when we're in the outro our listeners like why are there 20 minutes left of this episode maybe they're maybe um they're listening to it before dinner and this is like a meal that you have to eat hot or else it's not good it's disgusting and it's like sand in your mouth you think they're they're waiting to eat (laughs) (laughs) let's let's just let's just finish this episode they said look they said that they were gonna go into the outro i'm imagining a a father who has a mustache and is balding uh sitting at the dinner table with his whole family and no one is allowed to touch their food until he um (laughs) He stops his Walkman because he burns our episodes onto a disc that he plays <laughs> in a Walkman. And we're now he's and that's why he doesn't know how long it is. <laughs> oh man. I imagine that it you know what? I honestly do think every time we go long, if we're having fun, f you listeners, enjoy it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like the idea that like what we're having fun, you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagined it, and I ra- the the father disgusted taking off the headphones. Oh, they they said a curse, Martha. They said a curse, <laughs> Martha. <laughs> I do. It's like someone on the internet referring to the country in which she resides, Martha. Martha. I do a dad like Dave Chappelle does a white guy. That's my <laughs> that's my my lead in. Oh man, listeners, it's been a long fun episode. We thank you for sticking with us all the way to the outro because you want to find out what you can do for us now that we've done all this talking for you. Ask not what <laughs> Ask not what the Scooby Dudes can do for you. Ask what you can do for the Scooby Dudes. You can donate to us on Patreon. Yeah, let's get it right out there. Give us your money. You know what? Uh it's in early access right now, but our Patreon is going to release fully any day now, and you're going to be privy to a lot. Oh, I don't care about that bit. I don't give- On Patreon, I see my bits through, but you aren't paying for Patreon stuff. Patreon.com slash Scooby Dudes. Uh, donate us to us money every month. You'll get bonus content. Content like the 15 minutes of Overwatch Scooby Doo <laughs> talk jam that we're going to be recording after Our this. jam sessions are 10 minutes long, we cap them, but you've already extended us to 15. <laughs> They're ten. I thought they were fifteen. <laughs> They're ten. We stay at ten, but we always we always go like up to fifteen. But now we're at fifteen. It's Overwatch. We're busting oh open the. Oh my gosh! But uh, I- so- if you, we'll also shout you out. In addition to all the content, we'll give you extra. We'll shout you out the first time, big time, and every week after it. Evan and I like to say our names. Evan's loosening up his jaw visibly for him to to say our listeners' names. Yeah, here. In fact, I gotta. Uh, you know how like you do the V sit and stretch? I do that for my mouth. Check this. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, now that we've we've sufficiently stretched, we've felt the burn, we're going to yeah. say those names right now. Thank you to these people. Oh. Other places you can go. By the, by, oh, sorry. Before we do, though, Evan, what do you think of the new the new donor shout I made? Uh, <laughs> you haven't listened to it? <laughs> no, I have. No, you don't care for it, because it's a bit more scattered. <laughs> it really... It, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it more grotesque. <laughs> I thought of adding in some lower tones of making some people a few octaves low and a few octaves high. Oh my gosh, that'd be um, so Because Evan and I Tuvin throat sing all of our donor names every week. Um, okay, duly noted. Just wanted a little feedback from literally the only person's feedback who I care about. Uh, I'm just going to run through everything else really fast. Do. Go to facebook.com slash scoobydudes. Like our page. Go to twitter.com slash thescoobydudes. Uh... Follow us, and then also tweet at us and slide into our DMs if you want to. <laughs> you can also slide into our email inboxes at <laughs> scoobydudespodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, oh, was that tap dancing? That's Nope, that's... <laughs> and lastly, if you want to tap dance over to iTunes... Uh, iTunes, right? Is that what we're on? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, that's where we are. Um, gee, is my wife not coming in or what? She's just right <laughs> at the door. I'm, uh, I'm like ready to tap a little bit more. Okay, if you want a Michael Flatley on River Dance in, uh, I imagine that you go out to let her in and it's like car hand hook, car <laughs> man door, car door, car door hook hand, car door, car hand hook. Oh God, why do we? <laughs> If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that's what we want you to do because it uh, it gives us better visibility. That's one of the big ways that we expand our viewership. So if you think this podcast is worth listening to, if you think it's even a two-star podcast, go leave us five stars on iTunes. Don't rate us on what you think we are. Rate us on how you want us to be. Yeah, rate us what you'd... That's, the, that's how iTunes works. It says, this is what I wish the podcast was. <laughs> And if you're trying to sabotage, just get out of here. And if you th- if you wish we sucked, hey, if this is one of our distinguished rivals listening in to the end of our episode, which, by the way, if they do, good on them, because we don't listen to you that much. <laughs> Leave us five stars. No, too mean? No, no, that's fine. I mean, it's true. We, I know you don't listen to them, and I listen to them once in every blue moon. I still need to listen to that groovy Scoobcast. I've been meaning to. I wouldn't even listen to us if I didn't have to to edit this <laughs> podcast. I have experimented with editing without listening. I can't do it or I wouldn't. What do you mean you've experimented oh. with editing without listening? <laughs> I could do it visually because I do look at the waveform every single... I mean, that's a big part of how I do it, but that's uh, too much of how the saucy gets made. I uh, Have we any new iTunes reviews this week, Evan? No, we don't. No, we don't. Uh... <laughs> That's So that's all to say, do those things for us, listeners, and tune in next week for another very special episode of Scooby-Dudes, because every week is special when it's with you, Evan. I will say, part of the reason for my manic energy is that the cat, I don't know what it was, if the cat, like, touched something and knocked it over, but it sounded like a really animalistic, like, growl, hmm. and it scared the crap out of me. Wow. You didn't see it, but I went like this, um... It was very scary, and I managed to stay on track, but that really seeped into into the recording. That was... No, I dig the manic energy. When did that come up? Was that like five minutes into the episode, or like 20 minutes <laughs> uh, into the episode? Three or? minutes ago. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, cool. Well, the rest of the episode was great anyway. It was all good. Oh, man, that's it. Mm-hmm.